The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Busted Open After Dark Podcast. Blood and guts. Enough said. AEW's version of the war games, the match beyond. Uh, I'm going to break it down for you. It's a car crash of a match. Most of it is all thumbs up, but I had one or two things that they thought they could have changed. Also, MJF and Adam Cole, baby, winning the big tournament. Very entertaining stuff at Kowloon. Very entertaining stuff in the match. Did you like the dance-off or not? I'll tell you how I felt about it. When Busted Open After Dark podcast begins right now, turn it up to 11. It was a hell of a show tonight from Dynamite. Very, very entertaining. Want to send a shout out to all of the members of the Busted Open Nation, all of the chapters of the Busted Open Nation already chiming in on the old Twitter machine, already calling in. Uh, we're going to talk about everything from Dynamite tonight. 877 877-344-4893. 877-344-4893. Whatever you want to talk about, we're going to cover the opening match, which was Hook versus Jungle Boy. We're going to cover the tag team match uh, with MJF and Adam Cole, baby. Uh, we might talk about Britt Baker a little bit. Britt Baker a little bit. She was uh, in the ring for like a blink of an eye, and then obviously the main event, the Blood and Guts match, which was just like a giant car crash, but hella entertaining. I know Big Boss Man Eddie Brasilli was at the show. He's going to probably give us a buzz later. Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man. A Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man. A Big Boss Man. Eddie Brasilli. All right, enough, Andre. Stop hitting the damn button. Um, Yeah, so listen, this type of match, this blood and guts match, it is what it is, right? It's basically the war games, AEW style. We saw a lot of cool stuff in there tonight. Um, they, they introduced the bed of nails. We saw Moxley introduce the bed of nails. Kenny uh, took one hell of a bump into the bed of nails in the corner, and he bumped into it so hard 
that it actually fell down on him and it got him in the shoulder and the middle of his back. And you could tell that he felt that hitting it flush is one thing, but when an entire bed of nails comes crashing down on you, it has a mind of its own and it will get you. I don't think Moxley was happy that that bed of nails didn't bust Kenny open. So he decided to body slam Kenny on the bed of nails. And I'm saying to myself, if you're going to body slam somebody on a bed of nails, they better roll off that bed of nails and have some holes in their back back and trickles of blood coming out. And that's what we did see. One of the things that kind of didn't make sense to me uh, in this giant crash and burn match, this bloodbath, this uh, insanity, if you will, that we saw from all 10 men, was when Moxley came to the ring. Moxley came to the ring and does his best impersonation of Abdullah the Butcher, pulls a fork out immediately. He goes right after Kenny's head. He's stabbing Kenny in the head. And then he goes over to Hangman and he's stabbing Hangman in the head. And then he goes back to Kenny and he's stabbing him in the head, back to Hangman, stabbing him in the head with a fork, but nobody's bleeding. I think this is a giant fuck you to everybody who says that Moxley bleeds too much or there's too much blood in a Moxley match. And Moxley's basically saying, I'm just going to stick a fork in somebody's head, actually two people's head, and nobody's going to bleed. So I was kind of scratching my head. Um, like I said, there's really not much you can, uh, there's not much to criticize, to break down, to give like constructive criticism is what it is. It, it, it's it's fun. You got a hot crowd in Boston. Place is probably 90% full, if not sold out. It very well might have been sold out. Um, bloodthirsty fans. Boston, uh, right up there. Top 10 wrestling city. Maybe even top 5 wrestling city. I've been performing in Boston since my days in ECW. And that Boston fan base never lets you down. Um, the order of people that were brought in were good. Uh, everybody got to do their stuff. Everybody got to shine. I liked the swinging double stomp through the table that uh, Pac did. The Boston crowd was cheering for tables. They were also cheering for fire. Let's not get crazy, people. I'm the master of the fire, and we all know that. And one day, I will show up in AEW, and I will put Tony Khan through a flaming table. Now, don't tweet him I said that, because he'll probably get hot about it. So don't tweet him that I said that, okay? Shh. Um, but if anybody's going to break out fire one day, I'm, I'm sure it'll be Moxley, because, you know, he, he he's crazy with all that stuff. Um and Andre, let me ask you, because I know you were watching also, what did you think about that last match tonight? That last match had a well-paced crash and burn match. So every single guy, every single um, spot was, you got to see it, register it, then move to the next one. It didn't feel as clumped and crowded as these type of matches do, especially what we've seen in AW history. So I I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I mean, they gave it a full hour. I think at nine minutes after uh, nine o'clock on the East Coast, 
is when the match kind of officially started. One of the things that I have hated about a war games type match from day one is that opening five minutes, because you know, it really doesn't mean anything. Um, but I thought Claudio and who was the first guy on the side for, uh, um, for the elite tonight? I forget who it was. Kenny. Uh, oh, yeah, it was Kenny because Kenny is a machine and he can go the distance. I thought Claudio and Kenny did a really good job in that opening five minutes because nobody can win the match. Nothing, you know, off the charts is really going to happen. But you got two wrestling machines out there who can carry it and set the pace for the rest of the match. And like you said, Andre, uh, it was a well-paced match. I mean, they gave him an hour. If you can't pace everything in an hour, if you can't give everybody their shine when they come in in an hour, do all your bigger spots, do your holy shit moments in an hour, then then I don't I don't know what the hell. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold, hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. 
Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Is wrong. Hey, everyone. It's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. MJF and Adam Cole versus um, Guevara and uh, who's the other dude? Guevara and, let me see over here, Daniel Garcia. I saw a lot of people chiming in on social media. One guy in particular is like, oh boy, can't wait to see what Bubba has to say about this. And I retweeted him. I was like, you obviously don't know how my mind works or something like that. A couple of weeks ago, when MJF and Adam Cole were against Big Bill and Brian Cage, I didn't like that the smaller guys up against the Mega Monsters we're treating the match a bit flippantly. Different story here tonight with guys that are more even matched to them. Um, so when Garcia is challenging MJF to the dance-off and they do the dance-off at the beginning of the match and then everybody else gets involved, that's some fun levity that the people eat up. You got to remember, people, pro wrestling and sports entertainment, and that tag match gave us a big mix of both when i was in the wwe and, and i normally don't bring myself up unless i'm trying to make a point about something when i was on my own when vince split up me and devon in the first draft and i was drafted higher than devon by the way i went six he went seven um so when i was in the hardcore division where we were, you know, doing tables, ladders, and chairs, and trash cans, and your sister's ass every single night, I would go out there and dance. And that was enough levity within the extreme rules match, or the hardcore rules match, or the 24-7, whatever the hell it was back there. It was enough levity to get the people in it. So if Bubba Ray could go out there and, you know, smash you in the head with a trash can, and you know, and, uh, you know, crack a, you know, crack a chair across your back and then put you through a table and then end it with a dance. You know, it's, it, it all goes together. It's a hodgepodge. It's, it's a little bit of this. It's a little bit of that, you know, do a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight, especially the making love part. Um, so, you know, wrestling is supposed to be a buffet. You're supposed to get a little bit of this, you know, and you don't want all of the same thing. So I enjoyed the entertainment factor of that tag match in the beginning. I enjoyed the match. I love that they won with the double clothesline. As a matter of fact, the minute MJF and Adam Cole brought up the, the double clothesline when they started doing the vignettes together, they were basically stooging off what the finish of this tag match in this tournament was going to be. I love the stuff at Kowloon. Kowloon is a very famous um, Chinese restaurant in Boston that all the wrestlers go to. Andy and his family run the joint. I don't think I have ever paid for a meal, a drink, an appetizer, anything in Kowloon ever dating back to 1995 in ECW. I don't think any wrestler has ever paid at Kowloon. That's how good that family is 
to the boys. Kowloon for for pro wrestlers. Kowloon is in America what Ribera is in Japan. Just to put it in perspective as to how much uh, we love Kowloon, how much we go love going there, and how much we respect Andy and his family and how much they respect they have for us. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers big boss man eddie brasilli in the big car in the parking lot in boston what's up boss man how you doing bowie what's going on this evening first of all i'm going to take that bottle of bourbon that the guy sends to the sirius xm headquarters just throwing that out there but just leaving blood and guts man the crowd was electric tonight at the minute i walked in that place the rafters were shaking that place was on fire tonight wanted to give you a bird's eye view you always want people calling leaving the arena so Figured I'd give you a buzz and give you the lowdown, dude. Um, I'm I'm a, on TV. The crowd came across great, Eddie. I'm imagining that they were loud and into it and electric from start to finish. The minute that Jack Perry came out, there were the, the place was absolutely deafening with booze. He got such a pop when he came out. The, the video thing on on the screen at first in the desert. The minute he came on stage, boy, that place erupted. And then I thought it couldn't get louder. Then Hook comes out. And the place goes even crazier. The, the FU Jack chance the entire time were basically the entire match. I've I, I never felt there was a lot of heat. You know, we, we've been to wrestling events a million times over. There was a lot of heat tonight for the people that they wanted to get after. And the pops, the MJF, and the Adam Cole stuff, the people are over the moon for these guys, boy. Everything that they do, when they hit the double clothesline tonight, I thought the roof was going to blow off the TV yard center. It was amazing. Eddie, I will say this, like the Adam Cole, Bebe, you know, when everybody chants or the double clothesline, the, those things come off on TV well, but AEW has been having some problems with their audio over the past couple of weeks. At least that's what I hear. And you're telling me that when Jack Perry came out, it was, you know, you know, deafening boos. I weren't. I wasn't hearing those boos through my speakers. And I thought maybe the fans live in the arena were confused by the whole, you know, entrance video into Beethoven's fifth. I think they were at first. I, I honestly do. But as soon as the video montage came on and the minute he came on, the lights went dark for a little bit. So the people got antsy. You could hear the audible cheers and everybody was like, what the heck's going on? And the lights came on. He came on stage and the place went crazy. I swear to God, it wasn't like a, just a minimal, you know, this guy's coming out. We don't like him. Boo, get off the stage. It was a, you know, we want to take, we want to jump over the barriers and rip this guy's head off. I, the, the, the crowd was after him for the minute. And the minute the ref took the bump and the ref went down, the crowd sensed what was going to happen. And those people were coming after him. And the minute he won that title, boy, that place was, it was going to, was going to tear itself down to get it. So I don't know if it does it justice on the TV side, but in the building, the place was going, going, going bananas from start. Well, it's great. It's great that it, it's like that in the building, in the arena, but it definitely needs to translate on TV a little bit better. So they got to play with their audio and uh, sweeten it a little bit or just, uh, you know, iron it out. How did your kids enjoy the show being there live? 
They loved it. They they absolutely loved it. We were sitting in the place where we could see the guys coming out, getting prepared to come in the ring, and the performers, you know, coming into the ring. Like I said, it, to me, when you're at an event like that, when the crowd is so invested in what's going on in the ring and what's going on, it makes the event so much. You know, I, I've been to Raw with with my kids, and obviously that's a longer show. That's three hours. It's hard to sit there for that long to keep interest. But the dynamite shows, bully. We sat in our seats. You know, we got there a little bit late. We probably sat down around 7.55. We sat down 7.55. The crowd's already going crazy. By the time you blink, it's already 8.45, 9 o'clock, and the, the main event's coming on. So it's such a quick show. And I think being there, it's almost like being at a baseball game now with the pitch clock because you're just sitting there waiting and waiting. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, here's the big stars. Like, eight, how many matches were there tonight? Three matches? There weren't a lot because the main event was so long. But it felt like it was such a fast pace, and it keeps people it, it keeps people entertained. Like the show tonight was an enjoyable one, especially for the kids. Look, I, I'll be honest with you, there were not a lot of kids in attendance. We know the AEW crowd is going to be, you know, skew a little bit, you know, male. It's going to skew male, obviously. It's going to skew guys in their 30s and 40s. But there weren't a lot of kids in the thing. But the kids had had a great time, and the fans really invested. To me, when you're at a wrestling show and you're the fans are that invested in the show, it's really, really fun. And it, it felt like it went by really quick, and it was enjoyable from start to finish. Eddie, thanks for calling in. Appreciate your uh, your firsthand account. And we got to do something about LaGreca, man. I can't believe he knocked on the doors at CNN and was looking for Ted Turner. Dude, first of all, he doesn't even know that Ted Turner is not even there anymore. He's off the, Did you see him in the pit fully looking at the forklifts? This yeah, I, I, I know. We, we, we got to have a talk. go down. Yeah, we, we got to have a talk about him, especially his pasty white uh, calves and his uh, he's very unathletic. And there's a lot of things going on wrong with LaGreca. We're going to have to talk offline. LaGreca about shit. He, 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 told, he told me that he was he had a personal trainer. He's working out fully. I don't know. I, I, it, from the looks of it, that personal trainer needs to be fired. But yeah, Tommy Dreamer's got a personal trainer too. Busted open 24-7. Have a good night, bully. Take care, brother. Busted open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.